We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dive into the matchup of the Notre Dame defense against the Louisville offense. And this is without question the strength on strength matchup of this football game. Louisville has a, a scrappy defense. It's an undersized defense. It's an athletic defense, but it's not a great defense. They're, they're doing a pretty good job of getting the most out of that roster right now, especially with so many new guys. Where they're making their money right now, with the, the biggest reason that Louisville is 5-0 right now, is their offense, in my opinion. Now, then the most recent game, their defense had to step up and help them win a game because the offense struggled. And that's what, to me, that might have been, that to me was their most impressive win of the season because they didn't play well on offense. And this is a team, you know, in past years, if Jeff Brom only scored 13 points on offense, they're going to have a hard time winning football games at Purdue. But their defense stepped up and got it done. But this is an offense that still throws the ball a lot. They want to be balanced. They they have when they've been at their best this season, there has been balance. When they've struggled on offense, it, there's been a lack of balance. And and so when you look at this breakdown, this is who this is where Jeff Brom made his money, right? This is why he's at Louisville, is putting together great offenses. He did it at Purdue with subpar talent. He was able to recruit relative, you know, some some quality receivers and, and turn out great offenses. And he's doing the same thing at Louisville already. In year one, just five games in, they rank 21st in the country in scoring offense. They rank 11th in the country in total offense, 10th in the country in in um, yards per play, which is obviously an impressive number. They rank uh, second in the country in big plays, games of gains of 30 yards or more. That's going to be an interesting matchup against a Notre Dame team that only ranks 43rd and in, in fewest big plays allowed because they have been prone to giving up big plays. Gave up a couple of them, actually three of them to Duke last week. Neither team is great at in the turnover game. Notre Dame is a decent turnover team, uh, forcing turnover teams. They're kind of you know top half of the country. Louisville is kind of right near in that bottom, that middle part, and kind of the, the top of the bottom half of of the country when it comes to turnovers. Neither team's very good on third down. Notre Dame doesn't stop and make enough stops on third down. Louisville doesn't convert third down a lot again because they're relying so many uh, big plays. 
And when you look at red zone, that's been a big key for Notre Dame. They rank sixth in the country in red zone defense, sixth in the country in reds and touchdown red zone touchdown defense. In red zone offense, Louisville ranked 64th. And then in red zone touchdown offense, they rank 60th. So a lot of their success, as you can see, has come from big plays. And their name's going to have to limit big plays and force this Louisville team to go on longer drives because they have not shown this season to be a team that can can consistently do that, in my opinion. And Notre Dame's going to have to make them do that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The month of October is going to be jam-packed with huge games for Notre Dame. And ticket hunting for those games can be stressful, which is why you need to check out Game Time. Whether you're looking for last-minute tickets to this week's top 25 matchup between the Irish and Louisville, or next week when Notre Dame takes on USC, Game Time is the go-to place for you. That's where I went and got tickets to the Notre Dame-Clemson game for my mom and dad. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Let's talk about the run game matchup a little bit. Notre Dame has the number. This is an interesting statistic because I believe Notre Dame has actually been better running the football than than their number shows. Notre Dame ranks 52nd in the country in rush defense, allowing 124.2 yards per game. Uh, They rank 45th in yards allowed per attempt. They rank 54th in in most touchdowns allowed, and they're only 124th 
in tackles for loss per game. Although that did go up a little bit last week because Notre Dame had a season high six tackles for loss against Duke last week. So hopefully, hopefully that is a sign of things to come. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, that it went up for Notre Dame in a game where they finally turned the D line loose. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. Hopefully they can, that can continue against a Louisville team that uh, has been pretty good at limiting tackles for loss allowed. And the Louisville run game ranks in the top 30 in every category that I showed above. 30th in yards per game, 25th in yards per attempt, 19th in touchdowns, 25th in fewest tackles for loss per game. And then they rank uh, 12th in big plays. They've had five big plays. And it just kind of leads to their overall sort of their overall team philosophy of being a big play offense. Now, here's the interesting part about when you look at at Louisville's success this season running the football. And and let's break it down game by game on, let's go rush offense, game by game. Louisville ran for 227 yards against Georgia Tech, 344 yards against Murray State, 184 yards against Indiana, and 194 yards against Boston College. That is where they have been this year. And then, uh, so that was their first four games. We'll get to the we'll get to the last game here in, in a second. That's where they were the last four games. So let's look at some rankings here real quick, and I'll put this in the context of why I think Notre Dame should be able to dominate this matchup. In my opinion, as long as they can limit the big plays, which is going to you know when you tackle the way Notre Dame has it, it can be a problem, but they should be able to do it. Georgia Tech, the team that they ran for 227 yards against this season, Georgia Tech ranks 131st in college football and and most yards allowed per rush game fewest yards allowed in the, in the run game which means they're they give up a lot of a lot of yards georgia tech also ranks 126th in most in, in yards allowed per attempt then you go to their next opponent their next division one opponent indiana indiana currently ranks 93rd in college football in rush defense they gave up 184 yards to louisville they gave up 143 to Ohio State, so she had pretty good performance. And then they gave up 263 to Akron, and 120 to Maryland, but Maryland averaged 5.2 per carry. Maryland didn't run the ball a whole lot. Uh, and uh, and that's because they they threw a lot on Indiana. I mean, they threw a lot. They went for 24 for 34 for 352 yards and five touchdowns against Indiana in a 44-17 win, so they need to run the ball. But when they did run the ball, they were effective. 120, 122 yards on 120 yards on only 23 carries. But Indiana on the season ranks 93rd in rushing offense. They rank 110th in yards per attempt as a rushing offense. Excuse me, a rushing defense. And then you look at a Boston College. Boston College on the season ranks. Uh, 99th in rushing most rushing yards allowed so uh, fewest rushing yards allowed and boston college also ranks 87th in yards allowed per attempt so they did what they need to do against teams that aren't very good and i could look up the murray state numbers if you all want let me just look up uh, murray state's rush defense here real quick and see what uh what they're doing so far on the season and murray state who they ran for over 300 yards against on the season ranks 107th on the season in rushing defense. Last week they played NC state and NC state this season, as I mentioned, uh, ranks 26th in the country in yards allowed per attempt 
rushing allowed allows per attempt. And then they rank 19th in fewest rushing yards per game. When you look at that yards per attempt number, a big part of that, if we're being honest, is Notre Dame because Notre Dame had an 80 yard carry in that game. But if you look at what NC State has done the rest of the year, they've been a pretty stout rush defense. They gave up 15, um, 15 yards on 21 carries against VMI. They gave up 113 yards on 41 carries against Virginia. That's only 2.8 yards per carry. And they gave up 20 yards on 29 carries against Louisville. So Louisville had more rushing attempts than it had rushing yards in that game. Now, that can be a little misleading, and I'll tell you why here. Uh, Louisville had 44 sacks, or NC State had four sacks for 40 yards in that game. So if you want to give a more true indicator of, of what they did running the football, uh, what NC State did running the football, they you'd have to say they had 25 attempts for 60 yards. If you take sacks out of the equation, that's still not very good. And it was the first good defense they'd played all year. Now, Notre Dame's rush defense is not as good as NC State statistically. It's It's been better at keeping yards down overall. And I have to say, Notre, the Notre Dame-Duke game, by the way, was one of the weirdest games I've seen because when I looked at the stat line for that game and I saw that Duke had 189 yards rushing, it did not feel like Duke had 189 yards rushing. And a lot of it came from from a, a, a few big plays. But but other than that, the most they had given up all season was 131 to Central Michigan, held Ohio State to 126. Most of that was on one play. Uh, held NC State to 84, Tennessee State to 89, and Navy obviously to 126. So I actually believe that number that Notre Dame actually has been a pretty solid run defense this season. Certainly room to get better, but I think they've been a pretty solid run defense this season. And this will be a, a tough test for for Louisville, and it's going to tell us a lot about both teams. And so I think Notre Dame should be able to keep the Louisville run game in check as long as they can be disciplined, as long as they turn the defensive line loose. This isn't a great Louisville offensive line by any stretch. they got a tough kid at center, Brian Hudson. Some of you should remember him. Notre Dame actually recruited him out of Kentucky, coming out of high school. He ended up going to Virginia Tech, transferred to Louisville. He's a quality player. The rest of their offensive line, in my opinion, is not great. Uh, it's it's solid. I mean, it's it's just solid. You don't rank third in the top thirty in all those categories if your offensive line stinks. They don't stink, uh, but it's not as good as the D, the Duke defensive line, which Notre Dame had a lot of success with. So hopefully, this is another game where Al Golden turns that front four loose and allows them to attack. And they've played at a very high level in the run game so far this season. And you, then, of course, you're gonna have to limit tackles or, or limit uh, the the yards after contact. You've got to tackle well. Uh, the backs that they have at Louisville, especially the starter Jordan. If you miss him, he's going to go, and they're going to have to they're going to have to be effective bringing guys down in space because they're going to do a lot of different things, misdirection, spreading you out to try to get um, to to get their run game going, and that's scenarios have to shut them down. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire 
to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's dive into the matchup of the Notre Dame pass. Actually, that's rushing still. Let's go to, there we go. This is, from a more narrow standpoint, the biggest good-on-good matchup of this game. It's Notre Dame's pass offense, pass defense against Louisville's pass offense. And anyone that knows anything about Jeff Brom knows that Jeff Brom makes a living throwing the football. Yes, he wants to be balanced. Yes, he wants to. He doesn't. He, I don't think he's ever wanted to be as run heavy or as pass heavy as he was at, at Purdue. It was out of necessity more than anything else. His offensive, he had some decent backs a couple times, but they're just not, they were never able to get the kind of line play that they need to really be effective. And when you look at, at what they've done this season, they have, they have been a big play offense, but they're, they're doing a lot of the stuff that they've done throughout his tenure you know they're spreading the field they do a lot of stuff behind the line of scrimmage a lot of quick game a lot of you know now screens and bubble screens and those type of things so that they'll they'll do they'll do all those things they've done in the past that's going to be that's a part of who he is right that's what Jeff Brom does he does a lot of different levels concepts they do a lot of post snap switches in attempts to uh, create mistakes you saw that in the early touchdown against uh, Indiana on the big play touchdown against Indiana so it's really one of those things where Jeff Brom is a really creative guy when it comes to putting route concepts together. I'm a big fan of what he does. Anyone that's followed me any period of time knows that I've always been a big fan of, of Jeff Brom as an offensive mind. And, and this year is no different. He's got some really dynamic athletes. Uh, they've hit 14 balls uh, of 20 or for 20 or more yards. And But you look at a lot of their stuff, they've had 34 completions from zero to nine another 28 completions at or behind the line of scrimmage, according to pro football focus. So they throw a lot of balls short and then down the field. And that's kind of always been Jeff Brom's MO. Uh, they're actually completing this season on deep balls. They're actually completing 50% of their deep balls. Uh, they've got six touchdowns already on balls of 20 plus yards or more. They do have four picks. So you can, you can force them into some mistakes but as I said, they're a team that really likes to throw the ball downfield. Jeff Brom's very creative. They will attack the middle of the field. They are they always do. It's a big part of who they are. Uh, but it's especially going to be true against the Notre Dame team that, that if there is a vulnerability for Notre Dame, it's been the middle of the field. The, the reason I would like to see this be a defensive line game this week for Notre Dame is because of that right there. Because I think there are things you need to do with your linebackers to allow them to, to make the middle of the field less attractive for the for the Louisville offense. So if you break down their numbers, 
and and I'm going to use pro football focus numbers for you right now. Louisville has completed on the season 86 passes, uh, according to pro football focus. And I'm, I'm going to look real quick and see what their actual numbers are. They have them at 95. So I imagine some of these things that they have, this is Jack. So Jack Plummer stone 86, excuse me. And they're starting quarterback. He's stone eight. He's completed 86 passes on the season. And that's what, um, that's what his actual numbers are. 86 for 132 on the season. Pro football focus has him down with 86 completions. As I said before, 14 of them have come on deep balls, which is a decent rate. But he's only got 10 other completions of 10 or more. He has on the season, as I said, 62 completions of that are less that traveled less than 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. 49 of them have been in the middle zone between the numbers. And a lot of those, if you watch them play, are working in and over the middle to where Notre Dame likes to vacate. So as I said, they throw the ball a lot behind the behind line scrimmage. Only 7, 12, 13 of those completions of under 20 of under 10 yards have gone outside the numbers. A lot of that stuff is is working in. Where's the one place Notre Dame has been vulnerable? Working in. And one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons why Notre Dame has tended to be vulnerable in that area is because they are they've ne- they've done so much of the of the pressures the blitz pressures and 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 heating teams up and bringing their linebackers on fires and all that type of stuff and as we've said that leaves them open and then the way that they they handle technique and different things like that they tend to be more vulnerable there and Notre Dame is going to have to which which you saw against uh Duke Duke is a team that was we talked about this last week. They're very they were a very short game oriented team. They did not throw the ball down the field a ton. They went one of six throwing the ball down the field against Notre Dame in that game. Uh Duke is a team that likes to throw the ball over the middle of the field. And when they had success against Notre Dame, it was over the middle of the field. Uh but Notre Dame was able to make them less efficient throwing the football. And and Duke Duke, but when Duke did find success, as I said, it was over the middle. And so they're going to have to protect it. And when Notre Dame did give up plays over the middle, a lot of times it's because they were blitzing their inside linebackers. They were on plays. They were blitzing their inside backers. And Notre Dame is going to have to be more willing to let their D-line early loose and, and think through how they're going to, to pressure Duke because or Louisville. You have to get quarterback on the – you have to get pressure on the quarterback. There's no doubt about it. In – but you've got to be able to do it with less guys because otherwise Louisville is going to have a very intricate plan of attacking you with high lows and slants and ins and unders and all that type of stuff to go right at those zone that you're vacating. And they, they already do it a ton. It's already who they are. So it's not an adjustment for them to go after what Notre Dame does. And when you look at what Louisville has done in the past game this year, I mean, they're fifth in yards per attempt, eighth in yards per completion, uh, they're 16th in pass efficiency, as I said before, number two in, in gains of 30 yards or more. Notre Dame ranks 26th in that department defensively. Notre Dame in their pass defense is fourth in fewest yards allowed, eighth in yards allowed per attempt, fifth in touchdowns, which is uh, really impressive when you consider they've played six games. Right now, Notre Dame is on pace to only give up six touchdown passes for the season. I don't think that'll continue when you look at some of the offenses they played the second half of the year, but they've done a great job of there. Uh, 22nd in interceptions, third in pass efficiency defense. But what's the one area, one area from when the ball's being thrown standpoint that Notre Dame's not as good? They rank 57th in most allowed yards allowed per completion. 
against this Louisville team, that's the scarier part. That's the scariest part of this matchup is that is you can shut them down, shut them down, shut them down, and then give up a big play. Shut them down, shut them, shut, shut them down, give up a big play. And that's what Louisville wants to do. Notre Dame can't allow that. Yes, they have some advantages on the outside. Their outside corners should be able to, to keep the outside receivers from Duke and check if they play focus football. But I'm I'm concerned about Notre Dame uh, from the standpoint of the work against the safeties, the linebackers, and the nickel. And not that, that Thomas Harper. I think Thomas Harper's actually played pretty well this season. There are things Notre Dame does from an alignment standpoint that they just make it harder for him to defend plays. And this is that was an area where Tariq Bracey got in trouble last year as well. So this is going to be a game where Al Golden's going to have to make some adjustments to what they do, allow the D-line to be turned loose more like he did last week, and create more disruptives. I mean, that's the big thing because the second concerning matchup is is Louisville's not great at protecting the quarterback, but Notre Dame's not very good at getting after the quarterback. They rank 108th in the country in sacks per game. Again, that's up a little bit from where it was the previous week because Notre Dame got some sacks last week. Um, Notre Dame had uh, two sacks last week, which ties their season high. But even the two sacks, there was they were much more disruptive than two sacks last week, and they're going to need to do that again. But it's got to come from turning the defensive line loose because this is this is the matchup right here that's going to determine this game. If if Notre Dame can't get Plummer out of sync, if Notre Dame can't get him to force a lot of incomplete balls, if Notre Dame can't limit the big plays then Louisville will be able to score on Notre Dame. They haven't been able they've, – they've kind of kept that in check so far this year. This is the game they can't allow that to get going. And I'm going to tell you right now, the other intriguing part of this matchup is a little bit forward thinking for me because Lincoln Riley's one of the best offensive minds in college football from a play design standpoint in the pass game. He's excellent. Jeff Brom's in there as well. I mean, he's absolutely in there as well. And and so they do it differently, but if you can handle this, it's going to make me feel a lot better about where your pass defense stands heading into next week against USC. And so we're going to learn a whole lot about this matchup. The interesting thing, and this is what USMA was just bringing up in the chat, he says, uh, you know, he's talking about Jordan Patel. Jordan Patel is out this weekend. I did do some digging into this. Notre Dame did appeal his uh, ejection, which means for targeting in the second half, which means he has to sit out the first half of this game. That uh, that was denied, and so he will sit out. So we will see Josh Burnham and Junior Tui Alamaka uh, on Saturday. Um, I've been told that that you know early in the week that Josh Burnham's kind of been the one, Tui Alamaka's been the two, but they're both going to play a bunch, uh, in my opinion, the first half, and and they're going to need to play well and. Uh, I hope that Batello being out doesn't force Notre Dame or make Notre Dame feel like they have to now bring pressure and blitz their linebackers and do all that other kind of stuff. Uh, and somebody said, of course, it's Notre Dame. Of course, the appeal, appeal got denied. The appeal should have got denied. I mean, it's literally by the the definite, it's one of the very definitions of targeting. You cannot lead with the crown of your helmet. And he led with the crown of his helmet. I mean, he, he just did. I think it's a dumb rule, but he did. I mean, so there's there's no grounds for an appeal there, in my opinion. To win, you make the appeal because you never know, uh, but you have to um, you you have to kind of stick with that, you know, a little a little bit more, in my opinion. So, you know, to me, I want to see them have some faith in Josh Burnham, especially in Junior Two Alamaka. I want to see 
them turn those guys loose. I don't want to. I don't want to get into a situation this week where, you know, Al Golden is so uh, uh, unwilling to play younger guys in the front seven that he just says, okay, well, since we don't have Jordan Tejo, we're going to do something completely different than who we are. You've got some really talented young players there. Use them. Turn them loose. You've got re- one of the best defensive tackle combinations in college football. Turn them loose. Let them go. And if they're willing to do that, I think Notre Dame can have some success up front in being disruptive, getting Jack Plummer off rhythm, and limiting his ability to hit big plays. Because when you can really get a quarterback out of rhythm, there's going to be a couple times where you actually get beat on the back end, but he can't complete the pass because he can't throw accurately. That's got to happen against good teams. You can't cover them every single time. You've got to you've got to work together with your coverage and your pass rush have to come together and really make it disruptive. And if they can do that, Notre Dame's going to have a lot of success in this matchup.